Save, O Lord, your people, and bless your inheritance. Grant victory to the faithful against the adversaries of the faith, and protect your people by the power of your cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A week ago, if someone told me, Father, you're going to be giving homilies into a computer, I wouldn't have believed it. Yet this Sunday, I face a church that is empty. Today, we encounter a brave new world, one in which so much of what was familiar is now inaccessible. The things that were readily available are now scarce, and the people with whom we had regular fellowship are now barricaded in their homes. So much is stripped away, and yet still, God is with us. Our Lord said to his disciples, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Today, as we strive to accept God's providence in this difficult situation, he has given us a reassuring anchor, his holy cross. We have reached the midpoint of Great Lent, where the church has planted the feast of the veneration of the precious and life-giving cross, the tree of life itself. Through the cross we are saved, as the hymn of this feast day proclaims. Through the cross we die to our old selves. In the Gospel reading today, taken from the Gospel of St. Mark, our Lord says, If anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. This self-denial is the death of our sinful passions. But it is not simply death. Sometimes our life in the church can feel like that, that it's just death upon death, so much fasting and ascetical labor. We get focused on the dying and lose sight of the rebirth. Yet in today's gospel, Jesus says, whoever loses his life for my sake in the gospels will save it. Through the cross, death becomes resurrection, becomes life. In one of the hymns from Vespers last night, it proclaimed, through the cross, the bitter tears and the sorrow have now disappeared. We have been rescued from the traps and the snares of death, and we have gone over to unending happiness. I must say, we could use a little happiness, a little resurrection right now, don't you think? It feels like everything has been closing in on us, that our world has become smaller and smaller, more stripped down. It has become a death of sorts death to life as usual, death to an unlimited supply of groceries and paper goods, death to seeing our dear friends face to face, and yes, death to attending beautiful Lenten services here at St. John. The dying is very apparent right now, so where is the resurrection? We might say, it's coming in four weeks when Pascha comes, or we might say, when the coronavirus is under control, then we can arise. But in fact, the resurrection is much nearer than that. The death itself becomes our resurrection. Let us look at the Holy Cross to see and understand this. The cross was once a symbol only of gruesome and dishonorable death. It was the punishment given for the worst criminals so that their death would be a public display. Today, we only comprehend the cross as a symbol of victory and of life, 
Through Jesus Christ, this symbol of death became a symbol of life, yet it also remained a symbol of death. Jesus did not resurrect except that he first died. The death and the resurrection are inseparably linked, linked at the cross. In our own lives, we experience pain and suffering, the struggle of life in a fallen world. We look for a way out, an escape, a resurrection of sorts. But what we don't realize is that like the cross, which is both death and life, our struggles are our resurrection. Or rather, our struggles are the means of our resurrection. It is in and through them that we become perfected. We learn patience, compassion, and peace. As we face another day of this new sequestered life, let us remember that it is God who has brought us here. He is orchestrating our salvation even right now. He sees the ways in which we are not yet ready for eternal life with him, and he's sifting us so that we can be purified. It feels like a death, yet it is also a resurrection. As a final word of hope, I read to you from today's epistle, which is from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. He says, We do not have a high, high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. That's a double negative, so let me put it another way. He's saying, We have a high priest who is able to sympathize with our weaknesses. Continuing, he says, one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin, let us therefore with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. My brothers and sisters, we need mercy and grace in our time of need. Our God is not a distant deity who looks down upon us from afar. He is the one who sympathizes with our weaknesses because he struggled like us and was tempted like us and endured suffering like us, even to the point of death. Yet his death was not just a death, but a resurrection. Through the cross, joy has come into all the world. By enduring the cross for us, he has destroyed death by death. May the power of the precious and life-giving cross give you strength as you endure this present struggle. Amen.